Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 557. From November 17th, 1997, a Monday night show. No guests tonight, once again, just the love between the two hosts. This is a brand new official tape for a show that has been missing from the archive since it aired in November of 97. Has not been a scrap on the internet that we can find. This one's completely brand new for everybody. A real treat of an episode. If you love the no guest episodes, do not miss this one. And another update on the upcoming tapes. With these fan tapes from 98 to 99, there's a bunch of unreleased shows, much like this one, that have not yet uh, showed up online or aired in any feeds. Nobody's heard them. So there will be a lot of lost episodes recovered that have been missing for 17, 18 years. Much like this one. As per usual, this is recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catholic on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all favorite podcasts. And if you'd like to support more of my efforts recovering these fan tapes, please visit Patreon.com slash Giovanni. Mahalo, and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. <sighs> Welcome Love with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Love Line's meant for an adult audience. Love Line may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. All right. Talking to Drew about my philosophy of nature. Yes, a new, a new Adam, new and improved Adam. Yeah, uh, where's the coffee? <laughs> All right, uh, phone number one eight hundred L O V E one nine one. Fax number three one zero eight five four forty four fifty five. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Doctor Drew. Doctor Drew is a board certified physician, addiction management, and can help you. So, have you had that revelation only and just since that uh, sensational binge that you carried out a couple nights ago? I wouldn't call it sensational. It's just I'm not um, I'm not the partier that I once was, ah. and um, you know, a little too much of uh, everything, and uh, wore me out a little bit. But I'm back today, Drew. That's uh, for damn sure. I can see that. All right, Drew. I just handed you this piece of paper, and you threw it back at me. Yeah, it's, it's something we already knew about. Oh, it is. Yeah. You don't want to peruse it and no. uh, highlight something. No. No. Okay, it has to do with my uh, idea for the crotch-sniffing dogs. Yeah, this was the melanoma cells in the dog. Right. Yeah, we'd think, we'd talked about that. Okay, well, we can uh, we can bring it up later on in the show. I'll give it a read since Drew doesn't want to do his job, and then um, we'll uh, report back to you. Well, Drew, you feeling all right? Wait, what's the wrong number? No guests tonight? Good? We'll go right to the phones. Uh, Jamiroquai, uh, possibly tomorrow night. they got a, kind of a full plate. I think they're doing the Tonight Show. You know you're old when you're uh, about to call it the Carson Show. But uh, he's doing, uh, Jamiroquai is doing it, the, it uh, and, uh, I think they call it the Tonight Show. Ah. They're doing the Tonight Show, and then uh, they got some kind of festivity or something, and uh, theoretically they may be coming by here tomorrow night. So we may say hi to them tomorrow night, and then uh, Catherine Bell from JAG will be in the night after that. Now, this JAG is one of those shows that, the networks put out a Jag-esque show every year, and uh, Jag was a Jag-esque show when it came out. I don't know what it is, but every year they try for that thing where uh, some guys are uh, a couple of good-looking guys and a couple of good-looking women are stationed on a carrier, or they're, they're, they're at Cape Canaveral, 
uh, we they're firemen. They're the firemen. Yeah, that lasts ten minutes. Or they're uh, uh, cops on bikes down on Venice. Uh, now we used to do these shows uh, when I was a kid. They had shows like uh, Two Forty Robert, and they had these shows like Pine Mountain Rangers or something. Once in a while, somebody gets an idea of here's what we'll do. And they're the same formula every time. We'll get some really good-looking chicks, a uh, really hot-looking brunette, but she'll be the studious one. We'll put her in uh, glasses, and she'll be uh, talking about uh, uh, statistics all the time. We'll put her hair up in a bun, even though she's ultra-hot. Then we'll have the hot blonde, and then we'll have uh, three good-looking guys, and we'll put them in, like, uh, ski suits, and we'll do hour-long shows about them uh, rappelling. And uh, Bob Conrad will be sort of the uh, den leader. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. A lot of snowmobile chasing and this sort of stuff. And uh, this Jag figured it'd come and go, but it's been around for a couple of years. And Catherine Bell is the brunette who's on Jag, and she's really hot. And when we did that uh, god-awful uh, celebrity uh, wet bike or jet ski race where I make a, made an ass of myself a couple of months back over at the, the uh, when they built the pond behind the Arrowhead Pond. I recall. I was first up. And as you uh, have heard me complain, uh, I got I, I got rooked on this thing. But the point is, is I was going first, and she was going second. And I remember thinking to myself, well, I'll be in first for a couple of, you know, for a little bit here, because I got this model going after me. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to appear to sound too chauvinistic, but when you got someone who looks that good in a wetsuit... Uh, you know, nails and hair and whatnot going behind you, and then like Julie Brown, uh, downtown Julie Brown going after third. You think to yourself, "Listen, all I got to do is make it around this thing, and I'm I'm going to be in first place for at least uh, three or four riders here." But it wasn't to be. Uh, she promptly kicked my ass. You, and you didn't make it around, did you? No, I didn't make it around the second time. Uh. The first time I made it around, but I hit the kill switch. I'll get into it uh, with her because she will argue. As a matter of fact, I may sell my wetsuit to her husband <laughs> who wants it. Now, what I didn't know is uh, she has uh, two of these things at home or something, uh. and her, her and her husband head out to the lake um, each, each month or something and get down. I know. I didn't have her pay for white trash either. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, somehow, w when the water beckons, there's trouble. Uh, not, at least it wasn't the river. Or was it the river? Pot smokers head to the beach, and uh, the uh, boozers head down to the lake. Well, lake uh, lake is sort of in between. River is where you When the river beckons, yeah. that's trouble. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't even do anything in a river except for maybe dump a body. When, uh, when the guys get the four-wheel drives and head out to the river, mm. all right, that's the ultimate white trash. The second in white trash is bringing the uh, jet skis uh, down to the lake, mm. and then it gets into sort of uh, stoner trash who uh, heads down to the beach. Yeah. But the, uh, anytime the water beckons, uh, there's trouble. So anyway, uh, um, Catherine Bell went after me and uh, put a whooping on me, and it was uh, ama amazingly humiliating because uh, there's just nothing worse than being be beaten by essentially a model. In anything physical. I can't wait to meet her. It'd be great. It's yeah. Great. Anything that him... him All right. So uh, we'll uh, relive that um, humiliating experience for me when she comes in. Joe. Hi. Hey, you're 19. Yep, I, I'm currently trapped in a little circle of abuse with my girlfriend. Well, she, she tends to break up with me when her obsessions drive me to like kind of like a rage. What are her obsessions? Um, she refuses to let up and 
doesn't give me any space whatsoever. So she is very possessive and controlling. Yeah, well, not so much possessive as just needs constant attention. Okay. Convinced that you're going to leave her or see somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Until, until so much pressure that she actually causes you to behave like that. Yeah, so we don't go to the same school. She's always... What's up with her? She goes to a different junior college? Actually, no, she's um, still got one more year of high school. Uh-huh. And you go to a junior college? Yeah, my first year. All right. Yeah. I always smell that junior college IQ coming through the radio. And so uh, what's up with her? Why is she so uh, disturbed this way? Well, partially, I think I think it's a lot of my fault that I... No, 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 stay focused on her for a second. Undoubtedly, it is partly your fault, but, but, but what about I her? You, I think you slipped in the word fart there, Troy. right. Does that, does that mean anything? Is that something I should know about? Because <laughs> <laughs> usually uh, when people start talking about farting, it usually means either uh, let one go or one's on the way. No, interestingly, no meaning. Right. At least not that meaning. Okay. Um, she, she takes it real personally when I try to... No, come on. What's up with her? Why are relationships so difficult and, and painful for her? Um, well, she she tries to live at my house. Mm. All right. She yeah. comes from a pretty crappy home. Well, it's not so much crappy. It's just a uh, pretty delusional home. Uh, that would I'll fall, go with that. Yeah, they go yeah. under the crappy category. Yeah. What, what, crappy what? is a real big umbrella, Joe. It, uh, it N- could... Nuts includes crappy. Yeah, that's a crappy home. It's not the actual construction of the home itself. No. People Don't get live confused, Jeff. Yeah. All right. So all right. see, she comes from an abusive history, and so she anticipates abuse in her intimate relationships. And in fact, that's all she knows. And so, if you're not uh, providing her that, it's uh, very threatening and difficult for her. And she sort of creates that kind of thing, and uh, and you're acting it out. You're living up to her expectations. Mm-hmm. And it's a very chaotic ride. If she can't yeah, handle it, you can't make her handle intimacy. It's up to her to 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 come to grips with that. Hunter. Yeah. You're okay. 21. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Um, well, I live with my boyfriend. I've been living with him for about nine months. We've been together for about a year and a half. And um, whenever we have sex, we he ejaculates really quickly. And I'm talking really quickly. Mm-hmm. What would you estimate? Under five minutes. Really? Yeah. And Jeez, I wish I could do that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's not fun. But, um... And then if we have sex again, it's not much longer than that. And if we do have prolonged, you know, sex, he has to pull out. And then we have to just mess around for a while. And that's, for me, it's hard for me to achieve orgasm. And I'm very, very orgasmic. And when I can't achieve orgasm, you know, through sex, it's really frustrating for me. And mm. I feel <sighs> your pain, Hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not necessarily caused a, a rift in our relationship. He doesn't really know because... I don't want to, you know, be mean to him about it mm-hmm. and then hurt his feelings. Do you fake it? Yeah, yeah, I do. So you got to get that fake in in under five minutes? He, well, I mean, I'm very orgasmic, so, I mean, it, it, I mean, it could happen. I mean, Some guys aren't orgasmic. Pardon me? I'd like to be orgasmic for a change. I said that, if you just would hold on for 48 hours, you would be. No, but, you know, I mean, for me, it's like, for either, as a guy, you're either, you know, stimulating yourself or having sex or you're not, but there's no really orgasmic guys, although, uh, although if there he, was one, I'd this say... This would be the guy. I'd say you're, yeah, that's the problem. You're both orgasmic, but a man is penalized for being orgasmic, whereas a woman is uh, held up on a pedestal. Right. 
no, I mean, you know, I mean, I love it when he orgasms, and you know, we're very adventurous. Right. And but, very but but you're not going to be able to sort this out unless you're honest with him, at least in in some some way. Um, Give him the information he needs to begin trying to work on this with you. I, I've brought it up, and it, of course it hurts his feelings. I mean, it's just a total dent to the ego, and I understand that. And, I mean, I love him more than anything. He's my very best friend, and I'm like... Are you letting stop. your best friend boff you? Stop making excuses and just I don't do to, that. You guys need to figure out how this can be worked out in some way that, that's... I mean, I don't know what it is. I mean, we both exercise every day, and no, 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 really no, no, healthy. No. I mean, I don't know... All right. Uh, so none of that is going to make any difference yeah. at all. This is just a little genetic flaw, wouldn't you say, Drew? Yeah. I mean, but there may be ways he, he or the two of them can figure out that will be satisfactory. Well, what if her. he masturbated uh, more frequently, a few minutes before you right. made love? Wouldn't right. that add to it? No, we've tried everything. I mean. All right. So let me get this straight. <laughs> he masturbated. Let's just say he masturbated, and then five minutes later. You attempted to have intercourse. Mm -hmm. Would he still have an orgasm within five minutes? Under ten, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just gotta talk to this guy. Um, Maybe he needs the Corolla maintenance program. Is he masturbating in general? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, we have how, sex. How often? How often are you guys together? How often do we have sex? Yeah. A couple times a day. Twice a day. Twice a day. <laughs> Well, we live together. It's so much easier. I know, but um, I, I live with a dog. You know, actually, I don't. But you know the example I was trying to make there. That's right. Uh, you guys have been having sex twice a day for for how long? A year and a half now, mm -hmm. or nine months? No, a year and a half. And he's having an orgasm in under five minutes. Yeah. Uh, each time, twice a day. And then if it's like oral sex, it's like even faster than that. I mean, oh my God, his his penis is just like one steady stream yeah, <laughs> of semen. It never yeah. stops. As a matter of fact, I don't think it's so much with this guy that he he actually ejaculates is that he just stops ejaculating at certain points of the day. At, at a certain point, when you ejaculate more than you're not ejaculating. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I think he just doesn't ejaculate like for a few hours when he goes to work. <laughs> And then begins the ejaculation process immediately when he gets home. Wow. I don't know. I mean, I know he loves me. It's not that he's selfish. You know, I've been with selfish men, and he's not selfish. And he, he yeah. always wants no. to please me. And yeah, he's fine. All right, well, look. Tell him to get uh, a little busy with the oral sex. He's not doing enough of that, is he? No, actually. No. We do that often. We're yeah, but there. is he down there? Hey, is he pleasing you like he should? Every day. Wow. Every day. Good. What does this guy do for a living? Well, we go to school, and we both go to UC Santa Barbara, and no. then he just quit his job so we could both attend. We could both go to Santa he Barbara. He doesn't smoke pot, does he? No. Yeah, pot smoker doesn't, uh, he doesn't get on this uh, c continuous ejaculation program. Mm -hmm. He's got to squeeze a little snacking and TV watching in there. Well, I think he needs to smoke pot, wouldn't you say, Drew? <laughs> well, I think that's what it says. I, All right, but... Uh, but Hunter, let me just make sure one this thing. This may be a biological he, mismatch. He pleases you orally um, to the point that you have an orgasm. Mm -hmm. Or he fingers me or whatever, yeah. All right, how many orgasms? Where do you come from? One of those hippie families? Um, I don't really know. Um, my mom and I talk about it openly, but oh, I've never boy. asked her how many orgasms oh, she had boy. with my dad. I don't even use words that start with O in front of my mom. I won't even say Oregon. <laughs> Sorry, how about P? Words that start with P? No, I won't say words that start with P either. V? Uh, v? No. Like okay. I'll say, um, I'm going to be in West uh, Virginia. 
I won't even say. I won't even say Virginia. I won't even use the V. And it, it it'll be the uh, uh, Tennessee um, All in Tears. <laughs> All right. All right, uh, Hunter. I, I don't know. I don't feel sorry for you. you guys are you, please. Yeah, you're yeah, having yeah. enough sex. He, he's giving I, I, you oral sex. Yeah. He's having five orgasms a I, day. I just you're wonder, multi-orgasmic. Maybe the relationship is really not what she thinks it is, and this is just how it's sort of becoming focused for her. Could you imagine the carpets at that place? But you know, think oh about my it. God. I mean, she she has lots of excuses for everything. I just wonder if she's being honest about really what her feelings are for this guy. I mean, if she really were into this guy, she'd figure out a way to make this work. You know what you think? There was a little uh, tone of compensation in yeah, her voice. Defense, I, I was hearing defense, a little yeah. defensiveness. Yeah. yeah. So I, may, and I, you know, we're chalking up to biological mismatch. <sighs> but maybe it's really more of an emotional mismatch. Uh, let me just ask Hunter something. Hunter, Hi. you still there? Have ever molested, raped, anything? Um, abused. Um, in a past relationship. Abused and Phys- physically abused. Physically abused. In, in a, a past relationship. Uh, geez, what left you open for that? I don't know. Uh, no abuse in the family? No, never. All right. All right. Uh, well, listen, I, I don't know. You guys work it out. You're having enough orgasms. Please. Let's help with that. we got people with real problems on the line. Terry. Oh, hi. You're 17. Oh, yeah. Um, um, I have a problem with my dad. Um, he's, like, really, like, obsessive with me. He, like, um, he, I'm trying to get a job right now, and he doesn't want me to work, and tomorrow I'm going to start working, and I don't know. Because I know he, well, my dad, he, my, I mean, my mom, she she's, like, helping me and everything, but I know there's going to be tr- problems tomorrow when my dad finds out I'm going to start working. What What is his reason for not wanting you to work? Oh, he he just thinks that I'm too young. But, I mean, I'm I'm almost going to turn 18. What kind of job is it? Profit. Oh, a McDonald's. No, McDonald's. Huh? Yeah. Your dad may have a point. <laughs> I worked at McDonald's when I was 16. And I mean, I don't know what. Yeah, the look. Part of the parent's job is to support you as you individuate and support you in your interactions with the world. I mean, and I it's healthy even, for you to want to get a job and I can't even, like, support talk yourself. On the phone or go he, out with look, my he's just afraid that you're going to um, stray, that you're going to get hurt, and uh, he's going to feel responsible. And he's always he, telling me that if oh, if he lets me be with my friends and do everything what I want, then I'm going to turn. Wouldn't you think guys that that are that are fa- that kind of fathers were probably pretty. Uh, Difficult on women themselves. Yeah, there's a misogynistic quality to the whole thing. You know I, mean? I like, would uh, say, but yes. it's also an identification with other males as being misogynistic, right? I've, yeah, I have to they think you. like you think, right? Right. Yeah, because uh, all guys do is rape, right? right. Uh, so I can't let you out there, right? He's always saying that if he lets me do what I want to do, then I'm going to turn out doing drugs and getting mm-hmm. messed up, mm-hmm. just like he did. Um, I don't know. All right. Well, what does he do? Does he make enough money to give you some? Well, yeah, kind of. Not really, but... It's always funny, the uh, parents that don't, you know, uh, they don't want you to work, but they're not going to give you any money either. Yeah, exactly. I was just the opposite. I didn't want to work, and my dad would, would yell at me to work. But, yeah. Terry, uh-huh. uh, I think you need to enlist your mom on this one. Yeah. You need her to help you. You certainly have every right to quite good. But I don't want her to... to have problems with my dad because I know they're going to have problems because of me well, wanting to work and wanting to get a life. All right, you're going to have to you're going to have to work it out. But I yeah. I would say that you and your mom should team up. Do you have a brother? Yeah, but they're all younger. Uh, your instincts are pretty good, Terry. It's not like you're thinking about doing something outlandish. I mean, you're trying to do something reasonable and healthy and uh, good for yourself. 
he's the one that needs to kind of get with it. Plus, with uh, it. after a couple of weeks at McDonald's, she'll be back. <laughs> That's right. She'll be done. Jason. Yes. You're 23. Yes. What's going on? Um, not much. How you guys doing? Good. All right. You know, when I worked at McDonald's, they wouldn't even let me work the effing register. <laughs> I had to uh, sit behind the grill. Can't blame them. Next to a sign that said, time to lean, time to clean. <laughs> oh, boy, did I hate that place. I'm Big like scary that. manager, Ken, yelling at me all day. <sighs> Burgers up, wrap, please. Uh, cheese count on Max, please. Cheese three, please. Thank you. <laughs> Jason, what's going on? Um, okay, I just recently started taking Prozac about a month ago. Yeah. And I cannot have orgasms. This is for Hunter's boyfriend. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike was telling me. Uh, Mike was giving me some burger jargon. What? Uh, it, he hasn't been able to achieve uh, orgasm since starting Prozac. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. He uh, Hunter's uh, boyfriend. Yeah, should have half a tablet. Anyway, uh, Jason, that, that and lack lack of sex drive, lack yeah. of loss of libido, is the most common complaint. Well, that solves itself then, doesn't it? You, you have no libido, you have no orgasm, but who misses it? Right, yeah. but it is uncomfortable for people to not have libido, and it is the the single most uh, disturbing complaint that I hear from people about this drug and this whole class of drugs. In fact, yeah. well, how do you miss your libido if your libido is gone? Um, it, you people describe it as l like looking at romantic uh, images in on television and it being creepy and bizarre looking to them. Well, I have that too. I and and as a matter of fact, if I see like in a porno scene, like if I see people kissing, it, it's it's uh, repugnant. Yeah. To me. I can watch the fornication, but I can't watch any kind of kissing or embracing. Yeah. It, it, it gives me uh, cold chills. All right. Isn't that bizarre, Drew? Yes. Oh, it is? Hmm. Uh-oh. So that's just a side effect. Though. That is a side effect. Yeah. Uh, how much you want, 20? Um, 30. 30 milligrams. So you yeah. may want to try reducing the dose, perhaps, or switching to another drug in that class. If I remember right, Serazone has a little less of this side effect. Uh, has it helped your life, Jason? Oh, yeah. What were you doing before the Prozac? Um, I was just depressed and couldn't hold a job or anything like that, so I don't know. It's hey, maybe I need some Prozac. What if I took some Prozac? Would I would, would I feel better, Drew? Yeah. I would? Mm hmm Just go, go back in your therapy. TV starts in two no, weeks. No, I'm not that There's miserable, no but I don't know how miserable I am. I mean, uh, unless like you if, felt better. If I could climb inside of you or, or uh, producer yeah. Ann or Engineer Mike and then realize I was completely miserable. Well, this is the argument about Prozac. If you've ever read that book, uh, Listening to Prozac, he talks about what it means when when people describe feeling better than they ever have in their whole life. Maybe they weren't supposed to really feel that way. I mean, it's it's a hard thing to judge. You or mean maybe, maybe your job sucks, your work sucks, and you're uh, you maybe, 30 pounds overweight, right, maybe and you're not supposed to feel that good? Right. Maybe it is something different than reality. All right. Well, that's fine. Okay. I've got no problem with that. All right, Drew, why don't you sell the hell out of the next call, please? Uh, Carl? Broke his penis. Oh, that's good. Be right back. Austin. From the writer of The Devil Wears Prada and the director of 500 Days of Summer. Who doesn't love those two films? These people have gotten together and created Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's what's being called a demented take on the modern musical raunchy original songs starring and co-created by the internet sensation Rachel Bloom. And yes, she can sing. Yes, she can dance. The Hollywood Reporter names Rachel Bloom, quote, one of TV's 10 hot stars to watch. 
The new series USA Today says, quote, maybe fall's most promising comedy. Critics agree. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is, quote, something to sing about. Check it out. The trailer at CWTV.com. It's an incredible new series. Chances are you've been or been around a crazy ex. And this particular story, Rebecca Bunch, always a little goofy, particularly about one guy, very first love. Then she gets a second chance 10 years later when she meets him again. She's leaving a dream job in New York to follow this dream man to West Covina. Yes, West Covina. You guys know where that is next to Covina. Used to have friends that hung out there in the high school. Series premiere is Monday, October 12th at 8, 7 central on The CW. Hey, this is Fiona Apple, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, you is. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. It just occurred to me, Drew, that the show is just something that interrupts us uh, getting together uh, weeknights and uh, chatting away in this room. Really? And then the guests, they're very troublesome. Yes, this pain-in-the-ass guests come in here. They want to uh, discuss uh, their books or their movies or God knows what else, and we have to sit there and make conversation with them. Getty was a nice guy last night. Yeah, Getty was real nice. I uh, uh, thought he was uh, thought he was an interesting guy and real sweetheart of a guy. And, and part of my argument as to why more guys should be gay, just a better world. You know that guy Getty never screw you over. He's true. You know what I'm saying? Imagine his house. A lot of tchotchkes. It's immaculate too. Oh yeah, very clean with tchotchkes. Carl. Hey. Hey, you're 24. Um, how are you guys doing? Good. Um. I know you guys, I, no one ever believes this story, even when I was laying in the hospital bed, no one still, no one will believe me until they actually see that um, I've got a bandage about the size of Texas around my private parts, but it was the 7th of November, a day I'll never forget, I was having fairly wild sex with my girlfriend on the couch in the living room, and we were a little bit inebriated, I guess would be the right word. And she was on top of me, and, you know, things were going along pretty smoothly, and I slipped out, and she came down as I slipped out, and I hit her pelvic bone and literally folded my penis in half. Mm, fracture. Yeah. No, you can, it's not a muscle, so it's, no, it's you a can muscle. Rip, you, you can rip it. You can fracture it. You can well, fracture the corpus cavernosus. What happened was, first of all, I was in shock, and I was fairly... Uh, I was impaired, let's just say, uh, herbally and otherwise. <laughs> Probably not real, you know, sensible under the circumstances, but or that's how it happened. impaired, I'll oh, that, that uh, that'll bum your high. The broken well, it, penis. Well, it, 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 within five minutes after it happened, I finally realized what, what had happened, and I was laying on the floor, rolled up in a ball because the pain was so excruciating, and then when I finally was able to see what had happened... Oh, you probably freaked out. Well, my penis was the size of a small football. Yeah, yeah. It was filled with blood. Yeah, well, you, you, you tore, the, there's a there's a blood-filled body in there that can rip and tear, and then the blood gets into the, the soft tissue. But I never bled. The bleeding is... The <laughs> bleeding is internal, It's internal, Carl. Carl. It's, 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 uh, this is a, it's, a, it's a sheath that rips, right. and everything, everything flows out of there, and you get, you, get a, you get a fracture, you get a tear. Well, I, I broke both the tubes. Right. And um, 
uh, I guess what scared me so bad is I didn't see any blood, but I saw my penis about the size of, you know, that I've dreamt I've wanted it to be only under different circumstances. Right. So is everything going okay now? Well, I had to have what they, I don't know what they call the operation, but they literally... They repair it. They cut all the way around and peeled it back like a banana. Right, and they try to repair it. And... <laughs> does a moil do that, or they have actual... Uh, urologist. Uh, urologist. <laughs> look, are they expecting your erectile function to come back? Well, that's why I'm kind of asking you, because I've been, needless to say, on a lot of pain medication. Are they expecting the erectile function to come well, back? Well, they're saying that th there's a possibility that it may never function normally. Right. And the thing and is, my urologist also, is like... It could also scar and bend and things, too. Well, so. it, it's definitely... There's a scar that's going to run all the way around it. I understand. The, the more significant scarring is under the skin, though. That's what pulls it to one side or the other. Hey, can he sue his girlfriend? I think he could. For, for assault? <laughs> yes. A vagina I, assault. I'm thinking about it because I, I can't have an erection for three months. I have to wear... Amyl nitrate around my neck, and if I start to feel aroused, oh my God! I have to bust that puppy open and sniff it, and it's really hard. She, she's. I just came home from the hospital yesterday, and we're currently sleeping in separate rooms. Oh, this would kill Adam. Uh, how? Um, oh boy! I can't um, take the chance of getting an erection and tearing the stitches or causing damage to the repair of the tube. You, you'd have to put your hands in some kind of paraffin or something. Blocks, oh, Adam, I'm cement. You, I, like <laughs> I mean, I have a good sex life, and I masturbate twice a day. I, I mean, oh boy! I, I've I've told her to take all the videos, all the books. She's only allowed to wear full-length nightgowns. All right, Carl. So, so you've got a big problem here. I got a big problem, yeah. but I'm. I was wondering if you've had any experiences to. I mean. All right, well, hold on, Carl. Relax for a second. <laughs> Let me just uh, talk about a few things for a second. First off, uh, as I was telling some guys over lunch today about my idea for the um, Masturbator's cast. Yes, right. Where so you see a lot of guys, especially these guys who are into snowboarding. Uh, you know, Here's the problem. I'll get back to Carl for a second. I just thought about this. Um, you're at the height of your uh, masturbatory celebration uh, age-wise at what? You know, 18, yeah. 17, 18, 19. That's also when you're at uh, the height of all the things that, where you can break your wrists and all get the, that form. All the orthopedic injuries, sure. Yeah, skateboarding, uh -huh. snowboarding, inline skating, all that nonsense. Speeding cars. That's why I never got involved with that, by the way. Yeah. I didn't want to risk it. Yeah. Go down uh, the wrong way, your hands in a cast for, uh, for three months. But the masturbator's cast is, uh, I, I, I put a, uh, I, uh, I, I defined it a little better today. First thing you would do was take a plaster impression or like a sand impression of your own penis. All right. Then take a plaster casting of it. Then when the guy poured the cast on your hand, you would actually hold the plaster representation of your own penis so that your hand just took that shape on. And would you have to coat the inner surface of the palm and whatnot with some special... Uh... There'd be lubricating Lubric devices yeah, on there, okay. yeah, that would be uh, activated using the free hand. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Then a friend of mine heard this, and he said, how about, instead of uh, shaping your hand like your own penis, <laughs> how about do it, do a, a celebrity vagina? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, while you're there, I mean, as long as you're going to do it. All right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's a good idea. It's the kind of friends I have. They're always All right. thinking. All right, Carl, let's talk to you. Oh, yeah, now. Carl. Now, the thing I want to know about with Carl is the amyl nitrate thing. Well, it takes blood sure. elsewhere. I'm not sure it's amyl nitrate, but it's something similar to that. And 
Um, what form is it in? Do you, do, you, do you pop it? It's in a little glass thing with like this mesh around it. Is it ammonia? Just yeah, ammonia. it's ammonia. So it's yeah. like smelling salts? Yeah. Yeah, and so as soon as I start to feel any sort of arousal, I'm supposed to crack that baby in half and make sure that it ends right there. Sheesh. Oh, boy. And this has got to go on for three months. Otherwise, the, the chances of it healing properly and me ever getting normal use of my penis back is pretty slim. Yeah, I'd risk it. Well, I've got to tell you, Adam. I'd have to squeeze one off, Drew. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't not do it. It's, I'd be like one of these guys that just had a lung removed smoking through their trachea. I, yeah. I haven't had an orgasm in 12 days. Right. Oh, that is a new record. But and I, and I'm, I, I'm miserable, and all I'm doing is taking pain pills and tranquilizers. Right. Are you getting well, real irritable? Really, Carl, what you need to realize also is that the reason that you had an accident really is the result of substance use, and now you're getting off into other substances here, the opiates and the benzodiazepines. Well, what are my, I mean, Drew, honestly, at this point, what are my choices, just to gut the pain out? No. no. I'm just saying be careful. You've got, another, you've got a bigger picture problem here also going on. Well, how long can I stay on this stuff, you know, without having to start thinking about having a substance abuse problem with Two the pills? Two weeks, a couple weeks. So I, I've been on it about ten days now. Yeah. But you, but you know, you you smoke pot every day, right? Um, no, I don't. I, I in fact, I, I used to smoke pot every day, but for about the last seven or eight years, um, I started real young, and I've I've cut back to just you know a couple times a week. I know that's hard to believe. Are you able to work with the penis in the shape that it's in? Oh, I, I I'm not working. I can't work right now. I I I drive for a living. Mm. I can't I can't go back to work for until they're sure that everything's healed up right. Drive trucks. No, I work for a home health care company. Mm -hmm. I'm, what they call, I'm an infusion courier. Mm -hmm. You can't uh, infuse with your penis in a sling? No, I just drive stuff around. No infusing going, going on. No, no why can't you drive around and carry a, you He's know. You probably can't walk around. Can I you can't walk? Really, no, I can't really do much walking. It hurts. Pretty... He's in pain. Oh, oh it's, it's, it's excruciating. I'm oh. taking, do you want me to tell you what I'm taking? No, no, it's all right. no, it's all right. no my penis is starting to hurt now, Carl, so I'm going to hang up on you. All right, well, uh, don't get an erection for three months. Take care of himself. Uh, sue your girlfriend. And uh, look at the this, this substances and the way this happened. No, you, there's you, no lesson to be learned and people here, need to there's we, not We've actually had this call before. Be you know, remember, we've had the, television we had this call a couple of times. And uh, it happens. People can do this. I, I had a patient who had a gunshot wound through and through on the penis. Really? Yeah, went in through his buttock and out his penis. Imagine that. Yeah. That's... Uh, that is the double dose of pain yeah. involving the buttock and the penis. Yeah. It went in through his... Uh, how did it come out his penis? It didn't travel down the urethra or anything, did it? No, it, it sort of came you know, at the near... near but where. it went like through a cheek? Yeah. And then in, in it went cheek. through the side of the penis? It, it, it still went through and through. It kind of went... Whoosh, did it go through the testicle? No. How does it make it through the penis and not through the testicle? It was a strange route. It kind of ricocheted around, came up, and went. it just did it. went right through. R bullets can take very strange courses. Yeah, like that uh, senator was riding with Kennedy. Remember that one? Yeah. Or like hit his like shoulder and went yeah. down into his thigh yeah. or whatever the hell it was. What yeah. the hell's his name? Uh, uh, all right, I'll think of it. But uh, the point is, is, oh, Jesus Christ, shot in the ass, shot in the penis. He wasn't gay, was he? I don't Because he really would have been out of commission. Do you know what I'm saying? All right, smart guy. Okay. We'll be back. Loveline will be right back. Why? Because we like you.
All right, everybody. True Car, you know how much I love these guys and their app. I spend uh, a lot of time on it. And it's a way to see exactly what's going on in your area. Pick a car, learn about the cars, and see what people are paying for the very car, the exact car you want. You know, there was previous ways to buy cars. You went and hang out on a lot. Now technology evolves. Everything evolves. Buying cars evolves. It advances. It makes sense that there's a new and better way to buy a car. Well, that's now called True Car. The True Car app is special, unique. Their certified dealer network is unsurpassed. They partner with over 10,000 True Car certified dealers that believe in a new way to buy a car. It's hassle-free. It's easy. It's fun. Use the True Car app. You can get guaranteed savings. True Car certified dealers will honor the savings that are guaranteed and locked in at True Car on your True Car app. It is that simple. True Car and True Car certified dealers. And using True Car certified dealers, you will save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. No headaches, no hassle. It's fun. And if you don't even want to buy a car, you just want to learn about it, check out the app. Two million cars sold through True Car certified dealer network, and you will work directly with the certified dealer contact. It is easy. It's evolved. It's technology. It's made simple. It's about time. Hi, this is Nancy Sinatra, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard from her in a while. Nice woman, though. A little nutty, but nice. How couldn't you be nutty? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Frank Sinatra's your dad. Yeah. I mean, you got to be nuts. My dad's Jim Carolla. I'm nuts. He's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, 22000 bucks a year, and... Uh, Drives a drives a uh, Volkswagen Rabbit around. I'm nuts. I couldn't imagine. You're uh, sure proud of what you're doing, though. <laughs> He's happy that I'm happy, Drew. Derek. Yeah. Hey, you're 24. What's up? I was calling to help out uh, Hunter's boyfriend from earlier. The Have man who um, the man who came too quickly. Yeah. It's gonna be the Is name of my movie? next book. It's a new yeah. movie. Yeah, my next book. Yeah, yeah. He needs to uh, look into the ancient Chinese religion of the Tao. Yeah, couple uh, different exercises he can do to uh, actually have orgasm without ejaculating. Yeah, we have uh, once in a while we talk to somebody about that. Uh, last uh, was a British rocker that was in here. Who was it? Jesus, I can't remember who was talking about that. No, no, uh, Loverboy, oh, one yeah. of the guys from Loverboy, yeah, yeah. Canadian. Yeah, we hang out sometimes. So. <laughs> What do you, uh, you read that book and you practice the And by the, the way, exercises? he, he was uh, all screwed up. It wasn't helping him in reality. Uh, I'm not, remember, he started recognizing that maybe it wasn't such a good idea during the course of the show. Well, meant no whacking off on the road, and I think that kind of screwed with him. No, no, in terms of prostate hygiene and whatnot. Well, you screwed him up with that. All right, Derek. So uh, read, uh, read the book? Yeah, uh, one's called Divine Sex. It'll uh, teach you how to prolong sex, how to... Uh... Control the PC muscle. Uh, basically, focuses on uh, satisfying the woman partner. Yeah, I don't read those books much. Uh, did you? Unless they have pictures. Oh, have there's you, pictures. Have you read that? Yeah, but not that. Not that crampy uh, Oriental drawings. That doesn't do anything. Oh no, it's uh, all American women in there. Uh, really? Good well, material to lope your mule to. Photographs. What? <laughs> lope your mule. Derek, do you uh, do you practice that? Open my mule or the towel? The uh, the towel. <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay, works for you. Sure. 
Did did it add time to your sex in? Absolutely. See, my fiance's out there laughing because she's embarrassed I'm talking about it. Were well, you already a, a good uh, marathoner, or was it... Uh, uh, actually, it wasn't that going as long before, so that's why I got the book. Yeah, what were you at? Let, let's uh, give a quick testimonial. Context. Yeah, what were you at? For ten minutes before? Yeah, probably about there. And you've raised that to More what? More importantly, we were at zero orgasms. Now we're at two. Uh, your For her. Your fiance? Sure. Oh, she's faking it twice. Yeah. That's, that's making me feel better. Uh, so you went from ten minutes to like fifteen or twenty minutes, right? Probably something in that neighborhood. All right, well, that's good. That's Listen, yeah. uh, reading this book, it's like the process of therapy. Now, people are always worried about therapy and what they're going to get out of therapy, but half of therapy is actually actually the process of therapy. Right. Is it paying money, going, uh, setting an hour? Um, uh, even though you set an hour out, the uh, therapist sends, uh, sets out 45 minutes. But the point is, is uh, taking time aside each week to sit down and try to better yourself. Uh, half the battle is that. Uh, is setting that, the time aside? Yeah. Right. Is um, the word I'm trying to think of is um, well, true? Absolutely no help at all. Process. You, you know, the beauty of Drew too is uh, when you're searching for a movie title or word or something like that. Most people will toss out. Uh, they and Drew just sit there. Okay. Like that. Yeah, the process. It is the process. But just reading these books on how to be a better sexual partner, you know what I mean? You're halfway there. Right. If you're out looking for that kind of knowledge. You're concerned about it. Huh? Matt. Hello. You're 19. What's going on? Um, I got a couple of questions for you, but I'll give you my situation real quick. Um, I've been going out with this girl for about two months, and it's not that long, but I mean, I've never felt this way about a girl before. I love her more than anything, and she feels the same way about me, right? Uh, but okay. I'm wondering why why she feels the need to lie to me about some stuff. Like what? Like the part um, about her loving you? No. <laughs> no. For instance, um, she told me she was pregnant, right? And for some reason, I've had girls tell me they're pregnant before, and they just really weren't. They're just kind of like messing with my head or whatever. Sure. And uh, so I gave her an EPT test, and it proved that, and it came out, you know, negative or whatever. And she told me that she went to the doctor, and the doctor told her she was three weeks pregnant. Mm-hmm. And what are the lies? I'm wondering if a doctor would even give her a test if she'd never missed her period, you know? What are the just felt like she was pregnant. What other lies? Um, just stupid, insignificant, like little, I mean, just stuff that doesn't even matter, you know? Like what? Um, about maybe something that, like she told me that her mom was going to make her move to Illinois one time. And, I mean, just stupid, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but well, I mean, one the thing pregnancy about, thing was the main lie. And that one just kinda, thing about people who have... You know, did you confront her on that? Yeah. And what'd she say? She just she keeps insisting that she went to the doctor and all this other kind of stuff. And then, I mean, can a doctor even tell her if she's three weeks pregnant? I mean, can you tell that early? Or yeah. You can? Yeah, yeah I mean... Hmm, maybe well, she did. But, I mean, I gave her the EPT test or whatever, and those are like 99.9%. Yeah, they're very effective. You know? They're very effective. And I would think that... Uh, did she willing... Uh, let me ask you this, Matt. What's that? This is why I should uh, work for the LAPD. Um, did she willingly take the test? No, she protested. I mean, she was totally like... When I, I, at first, I came over to her house with the test. Right. And I was like, well, honey, you know, I mean, this would just make me feel a lot better if you'd take this test for me. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't trust you, it just make me feel better. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she just threw a fit, you know, at first. All right, look. Well, how'd just... you eventually get her to do it? Um... 
she just she got pissed off at me, told me to leave. I left her house. She cried. And then she called me up a bunch of times and said that if it means that much to me, she'll take the test. The, all right, right. Matt, look, pe- people that... All right, then she was lying. Because if she thought she was pregnant legitimately, she'd say, well, uh, I'm sorry you don't believe me, but uh, give me the thing. I'll be back in a second. And she'd prove me wrong. Or what? I would have peed right there in the living room. I mean, she's had a messed up background, but I mean... I right, yeah, yeah, there we go. Okay, man. Like that, you know? Look, Matt, the people that have personality problems, disorders, uh, will get involved in very intense relationships very quickly. And it's largely a fiction, but the, the person, such as yourself, the partner, feels as though they're totally in love and enraptured and just overcome with this person. And you're being sucked into to this person's defense systems and their primitive, chaotic, emotional world. And it's going to be a. It, it, it feels very intense. It feels very connected, but it isn't. It, chaotic, it's a very uh, chaotic, unpleasant experience, and you you have nowhere to go but down. Chaotic people just know chaos. Yeah. It's all they know. It's why we've talked about this before. It's why, like, when you turn on the show Cops, uh, there's some dude in his underwear, and uh, he's just got done kicking the crap out of his neighbor's mailbox about 4:30 in the morning on a Sunday, and he's boozed up. And uh, he gave his wife a black eye, and then the cops show up and uh, try to try to subdue the man uh, through uh, through verbal commands. He does not; he'll have no part of this. They end up tackling him in his underwear uh, while his crack hangs out, and they always fuzz that out. And then they drag him into the uh, cruiser and take him into the station. And you realize uh, they they mention that the guy's on probation, and you think right. to yourself, "Hey." You're on probation, man, and you're, uh, you decide it would be a good idea to get loaded about 4 in the morning and head out and start beating on your neighbor's uh, mailbox with a bat. Now, what yeah. kind of, you know you know what I mean? Yeah. What kind of thinking is that? And then you realize that's all they know is chaos. Right. And uh, unless they're being tackled to the ground, uh, incarcerated, processed, whatever it is, the cops showing up at their house, uh, beating the crap out of their wife, they don't even know they're alive. They can't even well, make it uh, two weeks without yeah. acting out somehow. And what a guy like... Uh, this, by the way, is why if I were chief of this city and any other metropolitan city, uh, I, uh, two trips, two 911 domestic calls a year. That's all you get. Third time, cops coming with the guns drawn, they're killing everyone in the house. That is my policy. Now, People heading out five, six times to the same house. Meanwhile, you're getting sodomized at the ATM because they keep coming to the same house. Now, guys like Matt are, are attractive to women like this. True. How many times have you ever called 911? Zero. Zero. How about me? Zero. Uh, yeah, but if you do call, it's busy because they're heading out to the house again. Jackass. Uh, Matt serves sort of as Matt can become her external structure. She becomes the thing that's going to try to, con- that she uses to try to contain that chaos, but it, she ends up dragging him into it. Right. He, of course, wants to solve it for her and contain her, and he needs to, he needs to do the same thing, and it doesn't work for you. You know, the more I listen to this show, the more I realize. I used to lament my past and uh, not getting any sex and not being in any relationships, you know, at 17, 18, 19. Yeah. And basically, I, you know, between the ages of, uh, let's say, 16 and uh, 26... Probably in that 10-year span, probably had a year and a half worth of girlfriend in that 10 years. And I look back on it, and I'm good. You lucked out. Ah, well, (laughs) it wasn't luck, Drew. You really had to be repulsive. Oh, no, it was not luck. I'll tell you that right now. Heather. Talent. Yeah. That's right. I hone that skill. You're 16. Yes, I am. You saw what I did to Jennifer Gray in here. That's not luck. Yeah, that was that was skillful. Thank you. Boy, the way you turned that around. The way I repulsed her so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. What's going on there, Heather? 
Nothing. Um, I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. Um, I was sexually abused from the age of 2 to 13, as I can remember. 2 to 13? Like, 2 is as far as I can remember okay. back. Okay. And, um... Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, and I talked to my, sc- my school counselor last year, and, um, she told me that since it doesn't bother me right now, you know, because I was just like, it doesn't matter, um, that it will, like, affect me, like, real bad when I, like, when I'm older, it will just, like, hit me really bad, like, emotionally. Especially if you don't pay the book room. Did she say that? You mean she's encouraging you to get into the feelings associated with that? Yeah, and she Mm. told me that if I don't, then later in life it'll, like, mess me up really bad. That may not be good advice. Uh, (laughs) uh, I didn't think so, and I was just wondering if that was true. Who who perpetrated this abuse, Heather? Um, it was, um... My grandpa and my dad and my cousin. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> do you do you ever? Have Where are these people now? Um, just like around in just my county. Just sort of molesting around. Do you have periods where you sort of uh, mm, uh, show up with articles of clothing or something you don't remember buying that sort of thing? No. You know you know what I'm getting at. No. <laughs> do you ever have periods where you sort of sort of black out or forget what you're doing that kind of thing? No, no, I like. Sometimes I can, like, remember, you know, them, like, touching me or something. No, no, but I mean in your present life. Nothing's happening funny where you kind of... Oh, no. Can't, don't stay connected. All right. (laughs) Um, So who are you living with now? My mom. All right. Of course something like this is going to affect you whether or not you get into the feelings at this stage in your life or not. It's going to affect you. It has to. But uh, somebody that's been through what you've been through, sometimes it's more about containing the feelings than it is about uh, sludging through them. Mm-hmm. So I would suggest that you do see somebody and you stay connected with a therapist for a long, long time so you have a place to go if some of these things do sort of come to the surface in a way that's disturbing. Yeah, Especially one. as you, yeah, you're, you're right. You'll, you'll tend to be a good victim. You'll tend to attract victims. And you've heard on this show, if you listen, listen to this show. I mean, this would be good education for you. I listen to it every night. Yeah, I mean, this is, you hear what happens to people that have a past similar to yours, right? And uh, you, yeah, you, you got a boyfriend now, Heather? No, actually, good. he left me. Oh, good. You don't need him. No men for a little while. Get your head straight. You're going to choose the wrong guys. Yeah, I have. I don't trust this guy. No. And where's your, your dad and your uncle and your grandpa and everything? Are they... Because I'm not my uncle. Are they out of the picture? I blame your uncle, too, by the way. Are they out of the picture? Um, I, I used to go down and see him still, but my dad's, a, like, a real bad alcoholic. And so I'm. Did they uh, did they ever get put in jail or anything? My dad, yeah. For what they did to you? No. Just for other stuff. For you know, uh, beating up his uh, wife. Has it been reported yet? What what happened to you? Huh? Has it been reported yet? What happened to you? Um, the counselor at school reported it to CPS, and I went to CPS, and like. But I got scared, and I wouldn't talk, and I wouldn't say anything. And they said that they were going to go down and talk to my dad and my grandpa and my cousin, but they never did. Heather, you go, go back and talk to them, because who knows who else they may be affecting. You know, they, they abusers are abusers. A child molester is a child molester, and they will go out and do it to other people. Yes, you know, there, there no, are, no hobby. You know, in hundreds, in this, oh. in this country, there are hundreds of thousands of people that go through what Heather went through. I mean, just think about that. Oh, oh. Imagine that. All right. Uh, I'll go on a uh, mini tirade about uh, what we need to do with these people when we come back. The phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Call now, all you sick kids. Loveline will be right back.
last season, Undateable, pulled off an amazing live episode. I remember that. The critics loved it, and the audiences loved it, too. Yeah, guess what? Now they're going to do it every week. Wow. And it's more than that. The cast is going to be on social media during the show, like responding, reacting in real time. That is so cool. You could literally be a part of the show. So it's not just live. It's alive. Alive, right. <laughs> Plus, they're going to have live guests and live musical acts. Oh, I love that. Undateable Live premieres Friday in a one-hour event on NBC. So we're all going to be alive together. Yes, if you're living, watch this show live. Hey, it's the Love Line, and we'll be back in a scant 10 seconds. This is Love Line on Radio Station. Ow, it's Carrot Top. I'm Adam Carolla, and that is Dr. Drew. Tomorrow night, Jamiroquai, uh, possibly. We had Jamiroquai on the TV show, must have been about eight or nine months ago. You know, the ironic thing about my life is I get to talk to everybody before they're anybody, right. and then never again, Right. Uh, for the most part. So um, I can sit across from Jamiroquai when, uh, you know, it'd be like... Um, if I could go back in history, it'd be like, hey, there's uh, Ben Franklin. Uh, problem is, is he's uh, he's a student and he's uh, cl- raking leaves. Right. You know, big deal. Right. And then you didn't, of course, you treat him like an, hey, you missed a spot, Ben. Why don't you come on, get that. Uh, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I do with the bands. We had Jamiroquai on like uh, nine months ago. Although people may be seeing that uh, television show. Right. We taped that show uh, when I was 14, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Drew was uh, not toying with the idea of becoming... He wanted to be a lawyer at the time, didn't didn't you, Drew? Yeah, I think so. The point is, is uh, how that MTV makes their money, but the point is, is Jamiroquai's on. uh, I remember spending about 20 minutes uh, talking, the producer's gone... And this is why I oh, hate yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, Jamiroquai. Uh, Jamiroquai. You read Jamiroquai and you never hear it pronounced. Now you hear it a thousand times. Jamiroquai, no. Jamiroquai, Jamiroquai. That's right. You see Jamiroquai written and you've never heard the word because they didn't have a record out here and they weren't doing anything and the whole video and was the guy happening. shows up with a big hat. Like, guy shows up with a big hat and he's drunk and, and the whole band is drunk. Yeah. They just got off the Concord. I don't know if you ever, if anyone's seen that episode, but uh, they've been drinking Bloody Marys all all day and all night. And it's like uh, 4:30 in the morning for them, uh, for, you know, uh, UK time. So anyway, we uh, muddled through an interview with that uh, Jam Marikwai, and poor Drew just sits there, not interested at all. No, uh, done it. Not even attempting to pronounce the name. No. Well, I'm sitting there. We're doing our third show on the same day, and my head's exploding. And Drew just sitting there. And then Drew trying to make a little small talk uh, with me while I'm trying to talk to the person who's supposed to be holding it up on the sign and wonders why I get pissed off at. All right. But anyway, they may be in. It'll be, be it'll be delightful to be back in that production with you again. Yeah. So we can see each other seven days of GD week. Oh, my God. All right. Anyway, uh, Jamiroquai possibly uh, tomorrow night. Uh, so anyway, my uh, my minor tirade. Uh, the the uh, last call we had, uh, the poor girl. Her uh, dad was an alcoholic who was uh, molesting her from age 2 to 13. Boy, don't you even... Uh, listen, I wouldn't even want to uh, 
I'd, I'd get tired of uh, of uh, Christy Brinkley in uh, 11 years. And don't you ever, I mean, I mean how many years you got to put in on your own daughter, for Christ's sake? You're not understanding the logic of that. But uh, you know what I'm saying, Drew? That's 11 years. This guy's an alcoholic. Uh, the grandpa's getting in on it. These people, here's my point. Uh, this is a family that shouldn't be having kids. Right. We will pay dearly as a society. Lord knows what this guy's done to some unsuspecting neighbor kid or right. God knows what. Right. And um, I would like society to start um, enacting some of the sle- same legislation that's going on in other aspects of society. For trying instance, things up I'm somewhere? trying to put like uh, an addition on top of my garage. Oh. Uh, I called the uh, Department of Building and Safety today. Uh, you can't put a kitchen in there. Why not? Yeah, you, you, you're not going to put it. No. No. Uh, well, first off, guys, I'm not asking you to pay for it. I'm just asking for permission to do it. No, there'll be no kitchen going above your garage. You can have, uh, you know, four walls and a ceiling. Uh, we might let you have a bathroom, but there's certainly be no kitchen. And as a matter of fact, if we catch you trying to put a kitchen on your own property, uh, we're going to shut you down. <laughs> and the reason being? Um, uh, I, the only thing I can think of is they Some don't want... Or no, no, they don't want you... Um, renting? Renting uh. your property. I wouldn't do it for that reason, but I just thought, you know, if you're going to do a guest house, you might as well put a kitchen in there. But, uh, no, there'll be no kitchen. Uh, they've thought long and hard about this and figured out uh, there's a lot of money in it for them. So they can go ahead and tell you what you can do and what you can't do on your own property. Uh, why don't these same people put just a little bit of forethought and effort into what's going on with this society in terms of uh, people who shouldn't uh, be having kids having kids? Alcoholics, drug addicts, pedophiles. But yeah, you're free to procreate. Yeah, have as many kids as you like. Uh, don't worry about any of that. We don't really have any laws uh, that would uh, that would cover that. We got a billion laws that have to do with uh, home improvement and garbage collection. We have none that have to do with having kids. Absolutely pathetic. And I'll tell you why why we don't. Because the politicians are pussies. Because they know the minute they start effing around with that, they're not getting reelected. Because everyone goes nuts when you screw around with the reproductive rights. So, we have to change the system. Because if you're in there just worried about getting reelected your next uh, campaign, so what, do we do? Oh, what are you doing? There are also First issues off, that if, if some of these family issues pertain to particular groups more than others. Yeah, certain they, ethnic they, groups. They, they right. you get called a racist or something. Of or, course. Or a class. Uh, right. You know, yeah, th- there you go. Uh, that's uh, Rakakulis as well. Please. Uh, first thing you do is uh, no campaign spending for politicians. No advertisements. Uh, no nothing. Of course, you're taking tons of money. Of course, you owe people. Businesses aren't in the business of handing handing out money for nothing. Of course, you owe them favors. If you if you want to be a politician, you get no billboards, you get nothing, you get a little thing in the library. If people want to go read about you, they'll read about you and vote. If they don't, screw you. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm always so worried about this society, about who's voting. You know, last year, only uh, uh, 27% of the people came out and voted. That's too many, if you ask me. Way too many. I mean, what do we got? You know, 265, 270 million people in this country? 20-something percent of, I don't know how many are in voting age, but let's just say there's 200 million who are in the voting age. Hey, uh, 30%? That's 60 million people. That's too many. 
<laughs> When's the last time you saw 60 million smart Americans? Right. Are you nuts? Right. I'll take 100. Just let 100 smart guys do it. That's all. Forget about the people. The people are too stoned and too drunk to speak. Screw them. Oh, no. I just want some smart guys. That's all. And Can't uh, at least people at least point the smart guys? Hmm? Well, how about the people appoint the I'll smart decide guys? who you listen. We know who the smart guys are. You are? I, yeah. Oh. I'd do it. Yeah. No, I wouldn't do it because I wouldn't want to read about the politicians. Ah. I, don't, I don't go for that. Yeah. You know, you dig up Carl Sagan. I say, take a guy like Carl Sagan. I, I know he's gone. I know he, he cannot... <laughs> He can't cast his uh, ballot. But what I'm saying is, is here's a guy everyone can agree. Here's a sensible guy. The policy a smart do, guy. doesn't attract guys like that anymore. No, they're too smart. They're not sexed up enough. Ramona. Hi. You're 17. All right. I, I can't a... put a bathroom in my guest house, but you can have as many kids as you like. Okay. Yeah, because uh, you see the danger it imposes to society when uh, people willy-nilly start putting bathrooms on their own property and kitchens. Lord knows where we'd be. Where would we be uh, 50 years from now if everyone just put a kitchen on their own property, Drew? Could you imagine? Oh, the humanity. Oh, it'd be Armageddon. Hmm. On the other hand, they, they should enlist all family members in ritualistic sexual abuse of the youngins. Well, that's fine. I don't see how that has any impact. <coughs> yes. All right, screw you. Well, she can hang on. Matt? Yeah? You're 23. How you doing? Good. Listen, I seem to be going... Uh lately on a downward spiral ever since I moved out from the East Coast out here to the West Coast. Um, I've grown to hate people and it uh, seems that I've been eating an awful lot lately. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll mean? eat a meal and 20 minutes later I'll want to eat another meal. What do you mean you've grown to hate people? I just I don't want to be around them. I don't, uh, I don't have any friends. I don't have a social life. I go to work. I go home. Oh boy. Sounds Man. like everyone I work with. What? Have you been through periods like this in your life previously? No. No, actually, uh, before, I loved being around people. I'd go nuts if I couldn't go out on Friday and Saturday night uh, and go do my thing and have the fun. But now it's just uh, I don't want to have any part of it. Where do you work? Uh, at a company in uh, Arlington makes uh, electrical components. All right. Well, you don't need to talk. Are you, are you doing any drugs or anything of that sort? No, no. And... You're otherwise okay medically? Uh, medically, uh, I suppose so, yeah. So what's uh, going on? Why do you hate people now? I, I don't know what it is. I just, uh, I came out here, I came out here to get married, and that flopped, uh. and I moved into my uh, parents' house, because, uh, you know, I just came out here, I've been out here for a month, had no money, blah, 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 and uh, ever it seems ever since then, uh, I just don't want to do anything, don't want to be around anybody. Well, all right, so you're depressed, that's yeah, all. Yeah, you're depressed. Plus, you've had this big loss. I mean, that may have triggered the depression. What happened with the marriage? Uh, she was five beers short of a six-pack, basically. Uh, well, what happened? Well, um, it's, uh, still one it, beer in my book. <laughs> oh, you're saying like she was nuts. It, it starts out like this. When I lived out here... On I thought it was a literal beer reference drug. Literal beer, yeah. Um... You're having withdrawal still, aren't you? When I lived out shut here, you're craving. Oh, shut up, Drew. I'm a genius, please. <laughs> I just don't have an audience. Go, go ahead, man. When I lived out here before, we went to high school together. We were somewhat high school uh, sweethearts. And then I went on my uh, United States tour thing where I'd go check out different areas, and we were separated for five or six years. And when I was living out east, um, uh, you know, we'd talk all the time. She said, well, why don't you come out here? We'll see how things go, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I came out here. We were going to get married. And I was living with her. 
And it started off with things like she tried to kill my cat. Uh, she tried to dress me in certain clothes. Uh, How'd she try to kill your cat? Um, she poured a flea, that flea stuff, you know, you give a cat a flea bath, yeah. mm -hmm. straight all over him. Well, And, you know, she's got three cats of her own. She knows you're not supposed to do that. I'm guessing uh, she was trying to kill fleas, though. Yeah, there. Matt, that's not trying a to kill a cat. A little misguided, but trying to kill fleas. Um, and she, Wouldn't you say, Matt? Huh? Matt, you're a little, um, a little paranoid, are you? A little paranoid? No. It's just a cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. What else did you do? Uh, that, that to me, is not cat snuffage, uh, yeah. an attempt at the cat. To me, there has to be a uh, hunting yeah. hunting rifle, an ice pick, or a uh, hyena. <laughs> so what else did you do? Um, like I said, she tried to get me to wear different kinds of clothes, different styles. And, uh, you oh, know, boy. that would make her like every other female. Uh, welcome to, uh, <laughs> welcome to womanhood. Yeah. yeah. All right. What else Bruce, did you do? Uh, wife. Oh, boy. Very possessive. Very possessive. She wanted to know everywhere I went. Yeah. You know, if I was going to work, you know, she'd always call me at work. What's up with you, Matt? I don't think she has much of a problem here. Yeah. We're smelling more of a problem with you, Matt, quite honestly. How's that? Well, well she's behaving the way most women behave. That's how women behave. No, nah, not my ex uh, past ex-girlfriends. All right. So you dumped her? Uh, it was, yeah, I pretty much left. After she told you to leave? No. 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 All right, so you're living at home. Mm-hmm. You're antisocial. Yeah. Uh, you hate people. Yeah. You watch a lot of TV. Oh, yeah. You masturbate a lot. Not a lot. Medium amount. Yeah. And you eat a lot. I eat a ton of food. Okay. And uh, you're, you're packing on the pounds, are you? Uh, I'm starting to. I can kind of see a difference in my face. Okay. Belly. All right, so, you know, you need some exercise. <laughs> I, I, you know, this is a quick fix. Hey, I get my exercise at home. What do you do? Well, I switch hands. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> All right, man, how depressed are you, really? You're joking about masturbation. Um... Please, listen. I, I, I feel like I'm happy. You know, uh, I, all I right, well, working. then good. Hey, listen, everybody goes through... There's no guarantees. Not everyone's supposed to be happy their whole life. You go through some crappy periods, you, you go through crappy... Matt's a royal pain in the ass. I can hear that right now. Imagine being in a relationship with this guy. Oh. Oh. Everything, everything is external. Every, he doesn't take responsibility for anything. Even his, his own feelings don't even exist as far as he's concerned. All right. Anyway. That's... Uh, but listen, I don't want to attack, man. Matt, uh, keep your job. Uh, save up some money. Uh, stop eating so much. Go, uh, work uh, out a little. Is, yeah, and go out and socialize at least one night a week. I Make don't know. Yourself no, I don't wish Matt upon a society. Uh, stay home, but, yeah, but do some push-ups or something. Worse. He's going to get worse and more isolated. It's more angry. He gets more hostile and more paranoid. Oh, boy. Mark? Hey. Hey, you're 19. What's going on? Okay, I need some advice. Um... I'll start from the beginning. Saturday night, I asked my parents you know, if they could go do something so I could have the house, you know, for a while for me and my girlfriend. So uh, we were over here and... True. How, how would that have flown with your folks? Um, they were fine with it. They were like, yeah, you know, sounds fun. We can get out, too. Hold on a second. Drew, how, how would that have flown with your N folks? Negative. Hey, uh, Pops, could you uh, leave uh, the house. take Mom, uh, maybe catch a flick or two so I can give the girl a good reaming tonight? Would that oh. be cool? Huh. All right, son. Uh, high five. I'm thinking more uh, about what I would, how I would react if somebody, one of my kids, said something like that to me. Or like a little Paulina or something. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> see, that wasn't implied, though. Was it? I mean, it wasn't like we agreed that you know it's going to be a boing fest or anything. Well, why else do you want him to leave the house? Oh, well, I said you know make dinner or whatever for. Her. Okay. 
Yeah, right. whatnot. So anyways, uh, they come back, and they come back a little early, earlier than I thought. Sure. And, they never left. They were outside their kitchen window the entire time. <laughs> Cammy makeup, like Drew. So we're in my room, right? And uh, all the lights are off when they come home. Mm -hmm. so they just assume that, you know, they just, they, they assume the worst. And we didn't, though. Mm -hmm. So anyways, you know, I take her home. I come back. My mom's screaming and yelling. Now they have all these rules. You know, I'm 19. Yeah. I want to have a little freedom. Like, whenever she's here, we have to have the door open and all this stuff. Uh, no, well, by, by the way, what were they expecting? Uh, could you, uh, Mom, Dad, could you clear out the house? The girl's coming by. How old is the girl? Uh, 17. Mm. Uh, the folks are a little bit... Uh, do, do the folks know how old she is? Yeah. That's another thing she freaked out about, too. Well, yeah, but why was she leaving the house? Well, it's it's not as if she was on uh, you know uh, some sort of cruise and came home a day early and found this. You tossed her out of the house so you could bring your underage girlfriend over for a night of uh, debauchery. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I thought they would have understood something like that, but I mean, it's it's not something I do a lot. Yeah, no. I mean, you sound like a decent guy, and you know, you tried to be upfront with them. I just don't understand why they were surprised. It's like they're almost like it's like two sets of parents. It's like the one set that said. Okay, son, I wouldn't mind getting out of the house on a Saturday night, take the wife out, do a little swing dancing, and then a new set, um, the imposters, the uh, the uh, Stepford parents showed up and went, what's going on here? Exactly. Um, she totally changed. Why are you still living at home? Well, I don't, I'm a student, you know, and it's convenient. I don't have the money to move out right now. I mm. thought about that. Too. Junior college? Yeah. Yeah. So you need to move out. I know the junior college. Underage girlfriends wow. uh, trying to do the ploy with their folks. Like, you guys clear out so I get laid. I, I can smell a junior college student. Uh, Four-year guy wouldn't have tried this. They're too smart. No, Known it wouldn't have worked. All right, Mark, you're in the same position I was when I was 19. I left. Okay. You got to get out of there. But listen, here here's the deal. I mean, I'm, what about the time being a man? You my privacy. You know? Uh, I, I know, but here's the problem. You're at the mercy of your folks as long as uh, you're living under that roof. That's it. That's I mean, it's really going to be hard. And yep. you can you can cut little deals with them, like, you know, Mom, I'm a big boy. Could I leave the door? But the, the, the ironic thing about life is is when you actually are a big boy, you don't need to convince them you're a big boy because uh, the big boy is living in a yeah, condo. You're not uh, talking about it. 40 miles away. Right. It's like I don't have to go back to my folks' house, <laughs> you know, once a month ago. Dad, I need my space. I'm a big boy now, 33, totally independent. No, I, I I needed to give him that speech when I was 18, but the point is is uh, I'm doing it uh, wearing my speed racer jammies <laughs> with a uh, with a mild erection in the living room uh, eating a cool whip uh, with, with my hand. Cool whip and peanut butter? Right out of the right out of the bucket. You just had two big jars, one peanut butter, one cool whip. Yeah, and then I would use a Fig Newton and dunk uh, in between, like some sort of um, uh, fondue <laughs> adventure gone wrong. All right. Drew, it's been a while since we've had the fondue, isn't it? Yeah. It that is? Since, since, since it was popular, you mean? Yeah, I miss yeah, fondue. Yeah, that was big in the 70s. I that? wish someone would bring back fondue. And by the way, fondue pots are something that made a good gift. This is something you'd give to somebody, uh, you know, they weren't your best friend. There is a 90s equivalent. What is that? Like cappuccino cups. Oh, it is? Same deal. I thought you were going to say roofies or something. No, no, like the no. cappuccino sets. They're, yeah, yeah, espresso sets. That's that's the 90s version of that. I'm telling you, this fondue for all you people who've never uh, partaken in the dew. It's awesome. You melt the uh, cheese, 
What do you melt? Cheese or chocolate? Cheese or chocolate, or you boil beef Or you can do oil. Yeah. Oh, boy, and you do little cubes of beef and yeah. little cubes of chicken and little, little vegetables. And you, see, <laughs> and you eat a whole cow, but it's in one a half inch by half inch cube at a time. Right. You never, you never fill up because it takes about 750 calories to actually produce uh, one uh, 15 calorie morsel because you're dipping and you're switching and you're poking and you're prodding and you're cutting and you're slicing. But I want someone to bring back this fondue. Let's do that, Drew. We have Good the idea. power to bring back that. Anne, are you on board with this whole fondue movement we're getting into? Have a fondue party? Totally. Everybody takes off their shoes and sits down. And Here's the slogan. Yeah? I'm fond of do. No. <laughs> God. We're pathetic tonight. All right. Uh, we are not. You are. Oh, shut up, Drew. No, you're I'm going sure. the same yeah, way I am. You're right. All right. We'll be back. Yo, G. The phone number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline, right back. All right, if you're a business owner, you know that your business is only as good as the talent that you hire. And posting a job in one place just doesn't do it. It's impossible to find quality candidates. Now, with ZipRecruiter, everybody, you can post 100-plus job sites with a single click, instantly match to candidates from over 6 million resumes, plus watch the brand-new candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface within 24 hours. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. That's right. Why do it any other way? Just with a single click, 24 hours, get it posted everywhere, and in come the candidates. Today, you get to try ZipRecruiter for free. How we're able to do that, I don't know, but you get it for free. If you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Adam, that is ZipRecruiter.com slash Adam. One more time, ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Adam. Hey, this is Greg Graffin. This is Brian Baker. And we're from Bad Religion. And you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Hey, two guys we like from a band we like. We hey. haven't seen for a long time. No. No. How come? Answering your head. Because they're not promoting anything. They're not recording anything. They're not doing anything. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Maybe I, you'd like I to be part of the fondue thing. <laughs> Maybe they could cut one of the first songs on the uh, Fondue Tribute CD that I'm trying to put together. I'll pull my strings. Let's see. I'll get uh, Bobcat. Uh, probably get the Boss Tones. Uh, maybe you the Burr Fight. Yeah, I haven't seen the Goldfinger. Yeah. No, I don't want Darren. But listen, in, in these... In these uh, <laughs> no, this, we'll get them that. together to cut a few tracks for the Fondue, uh, fondue in CD. In these throwback but, 70s films, are any of them bringing up the Fondue thing? No, I've not seen the yeah. Fondue utilized like it should be in these throwback now, we'll do that when we do our movie, you know, remembering the uh, 70s fondly. Oh. Fonduly. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, Mike, the, uh, Mike Dooley, the engineer. That's his mom's name, Fon. Ah. Mm. <laughs> okay. You're just cracking yourself oh, up tonight. Oh, please, that's funny. Come on. Look at that. we got to crack out of Lisa over there. Sits there with a stone-faced all show. Come on. Uh, hey, Lisa, Fonduly. Orlando. <laughs> Hello. Hi there. What's going on? Hey, what's up? You're uh, 21, Orlando. What are you doing? 
Uh, not much. Just uh, hanging out. I just kind of need some like direction or advice or something here. Okay, what's the issue? Okay. Um. Well, I go to college downtown, and I'm in music. I'm a music major, and uh, and uh, I'm gay. And uh, there's a particular person in the choir here, and well, supposedly. You know, he straight hangs out with, like, all the girls, you know, he uh, flirts with them, you know. Uh, but what? Does, like, dates. All right, but what? And, uh, well, I don't know. He's always, like, you know, taking me out to eat and stuff. And, like, uh, you know, he always does, I don't know, weird stuff. He always, like, grabs and stuff. And what are you doing now, Orlando? Huh? What are you doing now? No, I'm just kind of nervous. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Cause, uh, it's just like interviewing a bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> I just got up to it, go to the other room. Okay, you got to look excited. Yeah. That's fine. But what, what? So you yeah, suspect he's interested in maybe? Uh, he knows you're gay, right? Yeah, totally. He knows that, and you know, and I just don't yeah. understand what he's doing. I don't know if he's flirting with me or if he's just messing with me. You couldn't just ask him. Well, who initiated the dinner thing? He did. I mean, he does it. I mean, he does it. You know, a couple times here and there. Mm. Does he yeah. seem to have a girlfriend? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's always like telling me, oh, yeah, I had this chick, you know, yeah, she just came over and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, that, and yet he's in the choir. Uh -huh. He's he, taking he Orlando be. out for a uh, smart cocktail after rehearsal. <laughs> How old is he? He's the uh, same age, 21. I mean, he could be bisexual, of course. And, or maybe, you know. I mean, yeah. he's, I mean he, he was a football player, too, and, yeah. you know, yeah. now he's in like. Uh, like oh, you just gotta ask him. Look, you're not gonna know. Is he is he is he neat? Huh? Uh, have you driven in his car? Yeah. He's got a lot of crap floating around his car. Yeah. <laughs> eh, he's probably straight. Yeah, that's see, that's another thing. Yeah, I'm, the uh, it's a cornerstone to in his car. Yeah, yeah. I mm -hmm. don't know. Cornerstone to heterosexuality is having like uh, stuff, McDonald wrappers, uh, cigarette cartons. You know, I mean, he has tracks that I've never even heard of. You know, just oh yeah, CDs. Yeah. Yeah. What I kind mean, of what kind of music is he into? No, he likes some rock and some stuff I don't really know. Any about. uh, any Molly Hatchet or anything? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right, yeah. where, where are we going here, Orlando? You just got to ask him. Uh, it doesn't sound like I'm trying to save Orlando a painful. Well, your, your advice would be forget him, and that would probably be the wise thing to do. I mean, the guy is not making any overt gestures, and he's. Yeah, yeah, he's. But the the cards come down fairly squarely on the side of this not being a real uh, overture. He's in the, uh, he's in, uh, he's in the, uh, choir, and, uh, I don't know. All right, go ahead and ask. I gotta tell you something that's funny, Drew. I was talking to a guy who, uh, uh, last Saturday works for, uh, Vibe. Yeah. And, uh, he was just, you know, he's talking to me about, oh, geez, all the rap acts and, uh, and rap music and all this stuff that, and he's a white guy, and he goes, uh, yeah, man. I gotta go home and listen to forty minutes of Molly Hatchet every night <laughs> just to get my head straight. <laughs> now that may not mean much to uh, some of the listeners, but that's that's a funny line, that is isn't funny. it? Just to get my head straight. All right, uh, where were we? Matt. Yeah. The thirty. What's going on? Uh, well, I've got a kind of a physiological question for Doctor Drew. Mm -hmm. uh, you know how you know people can uh, crack their knuckles? Yeah. I can crack my penis. I can too. Can you? Mm-hmm. Because I've been I've been looking for a comrade. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I found one. Well, buddy up. Your penis is a pal. What is what causes that? I mean, what allows that? To there happen? is I've never a, met anybody else. There is a ligament there that uh, sort of uh, attaches, uh, sort of holds up the penis, so to speak. 
-hmm. and it can crack just like other soft tissue. Can you do it over the phone, Matt? Well, you'd have to excite me in a way I don't expect you to be able to. Mm, I don't know. I can be pretty good when provoked. Well, let's hear it. Uh, how about I come over there and kick your ass if you don't get a boner? <laughs> okay. That didn't work. Didn't work. Uh, yeah, you have to have an erection. Right, absolutely. And, and you have to have it for um, quite some time. Like, for me, works best in the morning. Huh. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. But probably for the same reason you crack your knuckles or your neck or... Not been moving enough. Whatever it is, yeah. It's just uh, sleeping on it in the wrong position and having bizarre dreams about um, the two haunchy women beat the crap out of you with your own genitalia in the deep end of a swimming pool. Yes. As you know, that's my reoccurring we, nightmare. Wait, is, it, is it reoccurring or just that one time? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's just the one time, but we keep reliving it here ah, on the radio. Okay. Uh, but it would crack. But you know what, man? Mm -hmm. Haven't been able to do it in a couple of years. Well, I've had a. I've been doing it for. I don't know. I guess I first noticed it about college sometime. You ever do it in front of your girlfriend or wife? Oh yeah, no. She's she's uh, listening in the other room, just thinking this is a lot of fun. Yeah, I've I've done it in front of a girl or two, and they've screamed. They've been oh. frightened. It's like, oh oh my god! Listen, it barely worked uh, before. Let's, <laughs> you can only imagine what you've done to it now. I've found them the women to be fairly intrigued by it. No, I've I've had a woman or two just uh, shriek and uh, no 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 stop that leave it alone like it was a chopstick that snapped or something. It was just an excuse. <laughs> well, well, glad to know. Yeah, that man. Is actually, a reason I'm not just. Cursed. No, it happens. Here's the, here's the way you do it, Matt. It works best in the morning, right? I actually find that it doesn't matter what time. You know, basically, if there's an erection, there's a possibility. But it doesn't have to be a prolonged erection? Uh, I, I haven't actually noticed it taking a long time now. I probably do it within a minute or so. So anytime you achieve an erection, you can get it to snap? Yeah, once. All right, but Once per right, erection. Right, but you get it to snap by putting pressure on the top of it and pushing it down toward the ground, right? Uh, putting pressure on the base and pulling up from the tip. Uh, wait a minute now. Let me see if I can figure this out. You put it, put it, basically putting like a fulcrum at the, uh, at the top of the, uh, of the base. Right. And then same, pulling same. up. Same. He, he's pulling, he's like pulling down. Oh, same, same I see. Deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see. Like you're uh, shifting in a reverse in uh, some uh, cheap Italian sports right. car or something. Right. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, let's try the push-down technique. That, uh, that's always worked for me. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what name is that? Is that how you spell B? B, yeah. B? 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 -a? B? -a? Beatrice? She's yep. 23. She's been on hold for... Um, One minute. Two minutes. Not enough time to fall asleep. All right. Oh, really? Oh, shut up, Ann. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> you know what answer. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah it is. B? Apparently my uh, fondue uh, discussion is not as riveting as I <laughs> anticipated. Ramona. Hi. Now you're 17, Sassy. Hello. Okay, I have a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've been dating these two people, and um, they end up, they're stepbrothers. And they did, don't know. Did you know they were stepbrothers? Huh? Did you know they were stepbrothers? No, mm -mm, not at first. Not at first. It took me a little while to put two and two together. Huh. And my nickname is Ramona. My real name is JC. And I met Nathan about four months ago. Oh, boy. We're and um, I told him that I was JC. I told him my real name. Mm -hmm. And I met Damien mm. about a month later. Mm -hmm. 
And I just decided to date them both because, I mean, I don't know. But they both think I'm, like, just committed to them. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm young, so I just figured I can date both of them. And it grew a lot more intense. Like, when it first started out, you know, it wasn't a big deal. I just saw both of them. How did you meet them? I met Nathan at a coffee shop. And, the other? and I met Damien at his work because I go shop at his vintage clothing store. Mm-hmm. Well, and what does this have to do with fondue again? <laughs> to do with what? That's what's the question. What is your question? Oh, sorry. I wasn't paying attention. But um, I don't know. Like, it got a lot more intense, and they've both told me that they think that they're in love with me, blah, blah, blah. We, bo- I've had sex with both of them. Mm-hmm. And um, They know about each other now? They know, I guess they both think that they're dating someone. I haven't been to their house. They both come to my house before. I just didn't know that they were brothers until they started talking let about me, their brothers. Let me brothers. try that one one more time. Do, yeah. they, do they know about each other? Do they know about each other? Yes. What do you mean? Oh, boy. All right, hold on a second. Sometimes I uh, state things... I don't over-clarify them because I can't stand to, um, you know, it's like not everyone is retarded. I think sometimes you can speak to people like, yeah. uh, like a normal human being. Yeah. Right? Yeah, sometimes. So it's like, but uh, with the, uh, the, the concrete thinking of the love liners. So uh, I'm dating uh, two guys. They're uh, stepbrothers, and I'm dating both of them. Do they know about each other? Huh? Well, they're stepbrothers, and... Sure, they've seen each other in the bathroom. Or yeah. Um, all right, let's also, see if we can this. this thing is a little bit suspicious. A little bit a little suspicious. Too, much, too many names. R- R- Ramona. Yeah. All right, so I ask you. They each other. Yes, they live together. Is that what you're asking me? Uh. Yay! Okay. Yes, they know each other. I didn't understand it. What do you mean? What do you mean? Uh, I'm asking you. Do they know about each other? They live together. Mm-hmm. So they know about each other and you? I guess. They don't know that they're dating the same person. And that's what I kind of wanted to tell them. I was going to go get right. advice from you guys. And then... All right, hold on a second, Ramona. Okay. we got to go to break. Oh, my God. No wonder we do so poorly in our uh, student testing these days. My God, I have people. I, I don't think people even have the ability to be able to speak uh, English. Well, they can speak English, but, I mean, how, how are you supposed to, you know, it says, like, uh, first name last or something. I, I think their head would explode at that. Right. Do they know about each other? How people don't even know the context of, of the calls that they, that they come in with? You know what I mean? Yeah. Ah, that is scary to me. All right, uh, Ramona, you uh, hang tight. Um, we'll uh, come back to abuse you a little more, and then we'll give you the answer to your dilemma. Welcome to the biggest show on earth. Thrills galore. The strangest freaks. The highest acrobats. And the funniest clowns. Love one. We'll be right back. It is Blinds Galore birthday, and they want to celebrate. They've got a huge sale coming. You can get 50%, up to 50% off everything at Blinds Galore. This is their biggest sale of the year, so visit BlindsGalore.com. This sale is ending soon. They want you to know what custom means. It means perfect shader blinds that will fit perfectly into your window. These are hand-built blinds specifically from scratch, created just for your window and your measurements. BlindsGalore.com is a pioneer of custom window treatments, and they've covered over 2 million windows and counting. 
Don't go through the stress of going out to a store. Blinds Galore, you can do it all at home, yourself. You don't even need to put on a shirt. It's easy. Don't bother with the stress of going out and doing this at a store. With BlindsGalore.com, you can do it at home. It's easy. Like everything else, there's an online solution, and this is it. Ridiculously easy, and you save a ton. The expert customer service, happy to walk you through the process, so it's nothing you have to be anxious about. They will help you pull this off. Whether you need more privacy to sleep or just to keep the heat out or maybe maybe just so you can sleep in, keep the light out in the morning, Blinds Galore makes it easy to get the custom blinds and shades you've always wanted in your home. Go check out BlindsGalore.com before their huge birthday sale ends. It's a big sale. Get to it. That's BlindsGalore.com. Hi, everybody. This is Art from Everclare, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Oh, I love those Everclear boys. Glad to see they're having success. Phone number. Ah, forget it. All right. Uh, let's get back and talk to Ramona, uh, a.k.a. JC. Ramona? Yeah, hi. Hey, um, are you attractive? Am I attractive? Yeah. I guess so. Pretty good looking? Yeah. People think you're good looking. Okay, yeah. Yeah. You're kind of hot, even. Right? I, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't want to... Well, no, you know, I'm, I'm not asking. I'm not trying to trap you in any way. Here, I'm just saying, you're good looking, you know it, and guys sort of treat you that way, right? Right. Okay. And, you... and sometimes, yeah, I take it to advantage. Right. But, okay, yeah. Yeah, because there's some people... See, everyone should be on radio. See, it's <laughs> a problem with some uh, women and men. Uh, real good-looking women, real good-looking men. Mm-hmm. Someone needs to yank them aside and go, Hey, shut up! You idiot! What the F are you talking about? People need to, like, verbally abuse good-looking people once in a while because they tend to sort of uh, turn a blind ear. Let's just do a quick uh, love line reenactment here. Hold on a second, Ramon, okay? okay? So you're dating two stepbrothers? Might, might be her. You'll be playing the part of Ramon. Uh, so you're uh, dating two stepbrothers, are y- you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Dating both of them at the same time? Yes. Mm-hmm. Stepbrothers? I started dating one first, then the other. But you're now dating both of them? Yes. Uh-huh. Do they know about each other? Well, they, they're stepbrothers. Yeah, I mean, but do they know about each other? They live in the same... Oh, I know what you mean. They live in the same house. Oh, so they've seen each other in the hall? They, they, they know about each other. Okay, so you know, you know what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is do they know about each other? You're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Drew pulled a reenactment off, everybody. Hey, Ramona. Ramona. Uh-huh. Uh, are they aware that they're uh, dating you? Um, oh, boy. It, it's funny. You know, hold on. It's, it's really weird when you really you realize when you're uh, talking to people sometimes, you really start breaking it down. It all is confusing if they don't know what you're asking. Right. Because I, if I said, I was about to say, do they both know they're dating you? And, of course, you'd go, uh, sure. <laughs> they're aware of it. Uh, is one guy aware that the other guy is dating you? Yeah. And is the other guy aware that the other guy is dating you too? Yeah, but they, I have one thinks my name is JC. So they're. This is my real name. All right. So and they're... the other one thinks my name is Ramona, which is the only reason why I haven't been caught yet. So they're not. Oh. <laughs> Oh, That's boy. where the confusing part is. They just they each know that they have a girl they're dating, but right. they don't know they're dating the same girl. Yes, and it's been amazing that I've been pulling this off for so long. Oh, I, I'll say with that <laughs> mind of yours. How long has it been? Genius. Huh? How, how oh long my has, god. How long has it been? These guys got to be the dumbest guys on earth. 
<laughs> How dumb are these guys? They're not that dumb. Actually, it took me I, ten I minutes like to think. Both to... very much, but I think they like me a lot more than I like them. And all right, but what's with you that you got to screw around with guys this way? Oh well, I'm only seventeen years old. I know, but I can hear it in your voice, uh, Ramona. You're, <laughs> you're just a big trouble. Oh Huge no. Huge trouble. Now, see, it doesn't work because I don't know how good looking you are. No, you don't. See, see what I'm saying? You can't, you can't BS him. You can't can BS me. Too. To me, you just sound like a big pain in the ass. I am not a pain in the ass. Oh, yes, you are. Oh, no, yes. <laughs> huge. Huge. Oh, boy, you need to be uh, humbled with the ugly stick a little bit. <laughs> this is not a ugly woman I'm talking to. They never uh, never have this kind of attitude. Oh. <laughs> All right, so All right. stop screwing around with guys. One, uh, because uh, the looks will go well, away. Well, I was, I was I'm going to call them tonight. I'm going to call them, and I'm going to tell them everything. All right. Okay. Good. Then that'll solve your problem. Is there, is there just one of them you'd like to date? Um, I don't know. I like them both no. a lot. I'm just afraid that you're you're, gonna... re you're really messing with a relationship that has to last a lifetime. I'm you, afraid, your yeah. your interest in them is nominal at best. I mean, you're v not very interested in either of them. Let them go. Cut it off. Just why don't you not even tell them about it? Just end the relationship. And preferably, you should tell them so they know exactly what they've been dealing with here, so they don't figure it out later across the Thanksgiving table dinner or something. No oh boy. No, oh, never wanna. Lisa. Yeah. You're 25. Hi. Hey. No <laughs> oh boy. Um, I want to know why I keep attracting guys that are on the rebound. Like, what is it about me that I keep attracting these type of guys? Certain smell, maybe. <laughs> no. Do you smell? No. No. What, what prompts well, I don't the know question? That I what, what, what just happened? Well, it's just like for the last three years, my last five relationships, it seems like all of them have been on the rebound. Well, everybody's on the rebound. I mean, right. everybody who's getting into a relationship has getting out. gotten out of one. Yeah, but it seems like they're just getting out of it, and then they, you know, they come to me, and I don't know. You know, things happen, and then they start telling me all their problems. So you encourage that kind of thing in guys. Mm. Come, come tell me your problems, I'll take care of you, this sort of thing. No, well, I try not to act like that, but it just comes out like that. and then. All right, I, it, but that's how you're acting. It's, uh, forget about what you're trying to do, it's what you do. Uh -huh. And that's why you attract guys on the rebound. You, you seem to go for and attract guys who are in some sort of pain. So what do I have to do to change that pattern? Look for guys that have it together and not guys who are sort of... And what are they doing, dumping on you with their, about all the woes of their last relationship and that sort of thing? Well, it would, it would, you know, they would seem to act normal like it's been a while since they've had their last relationship. Then I'd get to know them, and then after a while, then they'd, then they'd tell me, oh, yeah, well, I just got out of a pretty serious relationship, and, you know, this is how it is. I'm not really ready for a commitment, da -da -da. And then it goes on, I get to know them some more, and then it just ends. Why don't you just stop right there when they say, I'm not ready for commitment, if it's what you're looking for? Yeah, well, sometimes they don't even come out straight like that, but I don't know. All right, but here's the deal, Lisa. Guys All that age typically would say things like that, wouldn't they? Yeah. All you have in life, uh, this goes to everybody, is your little antenna that runs your life. Uh -huh. uh, you, you know what I mean? Uh, is this... Uh, person who's come to my door, are they legitimately out of gas, or are they going to tie me up and kill me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, is this guy who says, uh, comes across like the world's greatest guy, is he the world's greatest guy, or is he going to uh, try to uh, embezzle money from me? Uh -huh. it, it all 
this is this is life. Every second, every day, you make uh, millions of little decisions you're probably uh, unaware of. Mm-hmm. But you got to develop your antenna. I, I you, you know what I mean? Through. You can't call us up and ask uh, what to do with your antenna. You know, Even I've, if it's... Been, I've been through so many relationships. I've met a lot of guys. I feel like I know, you know, what to expect from certain types of guys. Like, I've been through many of them. Believe yeah, but, me. I mean, you're picking the wrong guys because your antenna's a little bent. That's all. But why? I don't know who bent your antenna. I mean, I've I've had a pretty good, you know, childhood, and I'm educated, and... I feel like I know who I am. I'm pretty stable. Do you feel good about yourself? Yeah, I, I feel like I know who I am. I feel pretty together. And I don't know why I just keep attracting these kind of guys. It's just, I'm trying not to be bitter, but it's getting hard. Mm. You know, and I, I don't know what else to do. I feel like just giving it up, throwing in the towel, and just saying, forget it. it I'm not look, gonna it's, well, it, you, it could, is. <laughs> you could take a little bit of time. Listen, uh, Drew, you'll back me up on this. Uh, I used to have lots of qualms in relationships. How come women always do this? How come I only attract those women? How come whenever I'm attracted to a woman, she's such and such? And the nice guys, the, I'm yeah, such a nice, nice guy. nice guys, and how come this, and how come that? Whatever this is, you seem to have a lot of these. Uh, people do. Usually you have them a lot when you're in your late teens and your early 20s, and then magically they disappear. I don't know what it is. Those who have these complaints, like later into their 30s and 40s, are all... Show me one of these people, I'll show you a real screwed up person, yeah. by the way. Somehow they go away. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's a maturing process. You stop, you feel a little better about yourself. You stop making the same mistakes over and over again. I don't know what it is, but it, I'll tell you one thing. It does not have anything to do with the other people. It's, it's not it's all you, men. Yeah. It's not yeah. all women. It's not all anybody. It's, it's nothing of the sort. I will back you up on that. You will? Yeah. I'm thinking about changing my position on that. Kirsten. Yes. What's going on there, you little 19-year-old? Um, well, last week... I like the way I worked the age in there. Yeah. Brilliant. I still be 20 in a month. So. Oh, okay. Hold on a sec. All righty. <laughs> um, my, last week, my parents found out that I lost my virginity recently. And ever since then, I've been my, making my life a living hell. How did that happen to come up? Um, I was having a discussion with my mother. And, oh. um... Hold on, Kirsten, could you shut down one of the main presses there at the factory <laughs> the generator. long enough? Uh, <laughs> I'm on my car phone, sorry. Oh, okay. Um, right, after, right after I began having sex, I went on the pill because mm-hmm. I wanted to be absolutely sure I wouldn't get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And she knew that. And when we were talking, I was trying to make a point to her about something. And I said, I'm not saying that I am. I'm not saying that I'm not. But this mm-hmm. is how I feel. And by that and that I'd gone on the pill... <laughs> She inferred that I was having sex. Well, your mom's a uh, real Columbo. Yeah. Uh, she's on the pill. <laughs> I mean, I know uh, she's I wonder if she's but... having sex. Well, no, because I've been on it before. Oh, for I other see. Reasons. Okay. So I didn't think that would tip All her right, off. But not saying that I am and not saying that I'm not. Right. Is, uh, that yeah. But anyway, you're 19 years old. Yeah. Please. And I, I'm in college. Um, you know, I go to school about two hours away from my house. And that ain't a four. That ain't a JC either. No, it's not. So yeah, see, I tell the difference. Tell the difference between a JC guy wouldn't know how to work the car phone. <laughs> says, There's no way we can get the string in the can to stretch out that distance, Ma. Okay. Yeah, so I've, I mean, I've been living away from home for two and a half years, and I'm going to be moving back home in January. All right. So what's why? Uh, uh-uh. Why moving back home? Um, I'm going to take a semester off of school and then transfer. Why? I'm not happy at my school. <laughs> Going to junior college for a little bit. 
No, no, no. Yeah. I'm just going to work, pay off bills, all that kind of fun stuff. Maybe you ought to get an apartment or something during that time off. Well, yeah. she can't save money that way. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, listen, again, uh, uh, we'll uh, put you on hold there so uh, we don't have to hear that racket. But, uh, hey, uh, I hate to sound like Pops uh, Corolla, but uh, you live at home and yeah. uh, that's it. Your parents are nut, nut jobs or they don't want you... Uh, Please, Ann, don't talk while I'm talking. It always drives me nuts. I hear Ann's voice in my head while I'm trying to talk. Uh, thank you. I didn't hear Hey, my, uh, my roommate used to call me Grandpa when I used to go out in the bathroom and throw out him and all his uh, hookers about 2 in the morning. <laughs> no, that was uh, the wheeze, uh, bonus, um, I'm bad. <laughs> well, Kirsten, what is your mom saying? What's the deal? Um, well, like, I, I said, oh, you know, I feel kind of... Dirty. I want to go take a shower because I hadn't showered yet, and I'd driven down from. No, no, no. I mean, what is Wait, your what is your issue? Shush! Oh, oh, for Christ's sake, Drew! You don't know anything, <laughs> and don't throw that damn pen back at me. You could hurt me. We're just going to do some good radio. You were dirty, and you wanted to head into the the I want, shower. I wanted to go take a shower because I'd been I'd gone out and was feeding the homeless in the morning, and I hadn't gotten a chance to shower because I had to get up super early. And, and your mom said. And my mom said, "Gee, I wonder why." And every t everything I say, she turns into something sex-related. Right. And, like, her basic issue is that, um, you know, I've only been with this guy since August, and she doesn't like him. And it, she said, if I liked him and I knew you were with him and it, you'd been with him a lot longer, I probably wouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah, but they always do that conditional crap. Uh, no parent likes their uh, little girl losing their virginity, although I don't think my parents cared, actually, when my sister lost her virginity. But, uh, and then they always put these conditions. This is what manipulators do. Right, they yeah. go, they do this, they pull this one. If you'd only come to me and told me, honey, I would have understood, but now you sneak around. Yeah, like, like they're going to come talk to you about it. You, uh, curfew's been 7.30. Uh, after uh, Mutual of Omaha Wild Kingdom, uh, it's uh, into bed at uh, 19. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's manipulation. Eh, that's BS. But She'll get over it. She'll get over it. But you're kidding yourself if you move back in with her. And you're getting what you deserve, by the way. It's going to be miserable six months. Oh, yeah, abs absolutely. And listen, uh, that's it. Your parents are whack jobs, but they pay the mortgage, and uh, you're stupid enough to move back in. So it's the parents' fault bringing screwballs, but uh, all you idiots who move back in to the den of the screwball, mm, you're asking for it. Kick it! I want to love you. Love line will be right back, and boy, will we be mad if you bail. Well, somebody around here is really a hard up. They gave me a podcast. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons, and it's going to be called Name Dropping. Why? I can do it with the best of them. Some people are, and they get humiliated by name dropping. Not me. I'm going to give credit where credit is due instead of stealing it from a coach like Bruce Arians. Or big-name guests like Charles Barkley or my friend Kirk Herbstreit. They will all be regulars right here on Name Dropping. So, download new episodes of Name Dropping with my sorry butt Ian Fitzsimmons right here every single Thursday on PodcastOne.com. Oh, no. Yeah. Jamiroquai. They may be in. Uh, they may not be in. 
So uh, either hear them or hear us talking about them. And then uh, Wednesday, Catherine Bell from JAG. Oh, she is good looking. And she is that kind of good looking that you could feel good about. What does not that mean? that big blonde gum chewing fake boob good looking. I see. No, not my kind of good looking. <laughs> she is the dark eyes, the dark hair, very beautiful, full lips, olive skin, but the kind you could bring home to mama and they'd, you know, they'd be all right with her. Anyway, she, she's going to come on here Wednesday and, um, I have to save some face. Perhaps we'll have an arm wrestling contest. She'll talk about how she kicked my ass uh, during the celebrity jet ski competition. So, again, uh, possibly Jamiroquai tomorrow night. Uh, possibly Dr. Drew and uh, for sure yours truly. So, until next time, this is Adam Crowley Dr. Drew saying mahalo. You're my stern but groovy master, Adam. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Fit Ubu. Ubu, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. This concludes another Podcast1.com program.